Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. So good to see you all here this morning. praises of God. What are you partnering with? You're partnering with the low complaints of mankind or you joining in with the high praises of God? Are you partnering with the pattern of this world? Are you you partnering with the promises of God? What are you joining with? You can grab your seats, guys. I I see that some of you guys take instruction in your life so well waiting for it and others are just like oh, I'm sitting down like I've been standing for 20 minutes that's a long time unless I was in a line for some food that I wanted to eat then two or three hours is fine what are you partnering with what are you partnering with I feel that we're in a, um, a very pertinent season right at this moment I think we're in an apocalyptic season and I don't mean zombies are going to start walking around or anything like that Apocalypse in the Greek means the lifting of the veil, a revelation time. And I think, it, you know, when the veil's down, when there's, a, there's no revelation, it's dark. And when it's dark, we, we get a bit lost, don't we? Because we can't see. And when we can't focus on things, we put our eyes onto the wrong things. We put our eyes onto what is preeminent, what's in front of us, what we think is important. But... Um, I want to challenge you today to start partnering with the promises of God. Start agreeing with the promises of God. Start proclaiming the promises of God over your life. Not proclaiming the lack, but proclaiming the providence of God over your life. He is provider. He is healer. He is joy. He is hope. He is peace. We can otherwise... You can partner with me, please, this morning. Otherwise, you're going to get a very quiet Stephen that'll just read through his um, two minutes of notes or my paint right receipts. Where did my notes go? (laughs) Father God, have your way here today. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth, just as it is in the heavenlies where you rule and reign, just as it is in the heavenlies. Father, where everything is new and refreshed, and I thank you, Lord, for those that are holding out for healing right at the moment, that are proclaiming healing. I thank you that it was prophesied that by his stripes, Jesus' stripes, Jesus' wounds, Jesus' infliction, that we are healed. Father, I thank you for the example that he gave us, as in heaven, here on earth. I thank you for that miraculous transfer between heaven and earth. I thank you for renewed bodies, renewed throats, renewed intestines. Father, I thank you for those that are fighting with health and fighting for health at the moment. Lord, that you would would cause a miraculous creative transfer between heaven and earth. What is in heaven where we are restored, renewed, transformed body, may it be here on earth. Those that are holding out, Lord, where their mind is battling. Father, I thank you that you've given us not a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. I thank you for the heavenly sound mind, the mind of Christ being transferred into our existence today. Have your way, Father. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, team. Thank the guys. They're doing a great job. Oh, 
Evidently, you didn't. When Kylie read that scripture out, she was actually trying to emote you. Emote. That's not what goes around e-castle. <laughs> it's to bring out something. I don't know about you, but I need people in my life that are going to bring out something good in my life, that are going to actually encourage me and fill me up with something that I need. And um, too much of this life takes stuff out of us, but it's the Word of God that is our life. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. How much of the mouth of God have you been listening to? You've been listening to God lately, or you've been listening to your complaints, or the complaints of those around you? Are you listening to the mouth of God? Are you listening to the weather forecast, or the financial forecast, or the... I don't know, the diagnosis forecast over your life of what the doctors are saying or the psychologists are saying? Are you, are you fighting against things that you think you need to be fighting against, but when in God the victory is already run? Come on, somebody partner with me this morning because I'm saying some really good stuff here. You need to soak this up. God wants to change your lives. He doesn't want you to be the same. We've been singing it right here. Your love is so good but it's too good to leave me where I am. It'll take me where you find me, but it doesn't want to leave me here. He wants to take us forward. He wants to change us. He wants to transform us. And I was bringing my high praises, and now I've got the rusky voice. I nearly sung my voice out then. <clears throat> I'm really impressed with the, the um, level of speaking that's been coming from the platform recently. Kylie's message a few weeks ago about the story of my life. And I'm not going to sing the song. No, I don't know the word, so I can't really sing it. Um, but she talked about how we are made for narrative. Everything about us is made for narrative. That's why we like stories. Especially Australians, we love a good yarn. We love stories. We're made for stories. We're made for narratives. These were how they were passed down. Jesus spoke in parables because we love stories. Do you know, you know when you, someone's telling a story, like to, they're doing a message and then they break into a story and you're, all of a sudden you lean in, you go, oh, there's a story. But the thing is, when we don't know what's going on in our lives, we start to make up stories. We all do it. So you're making up stories right now. Like we all make up stories in our life. When, when Kylie brought out the example, if, if you see somebody in the street and they just walk straight past you and you go, oh. Who do they think they are, you know? And it might just be that they, they just had a bad report or something or they're, they're in pain or, I don't know, they've got tunnel vision. <laughs> they're barely keeping themselves erect walking down the street. But her, her points were we need to challenge what is truth and what is assumption in our life. We need to know we, it has to line up with the Word of God. You know, Jesus is perfect theology. If what you're believing does not line up with Jesus' life, his teachings, what he modelled in his behaviour, chuck it out. Chuck it out. It has to flow with the same as what Jesus. He is the one, like, I love this because the whole of the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. It's all talking about a Messiah that's coming, a Redeemer that's coming, that's going to create a, a new relationship. God's going to bring about a new covenant, and it's all pointing to Jesus. And when Jesus comes, he's pointing to the Father. He's saying, I don't do anything except what the Father's given me to give. I don't say anything except what the Father's told me to say. 
If you're, if you're believing stuff that isn't modeled or taught or, uh, you know, is about the nature of Jesus, then chuck it out. It's the wrong story. You're listening to lies and you believe in lies. Kylie, also, another point. I need to go over this because this is great material. I only believe narratives that are kind. I only believe stories about people that are kind. I only believe stories about you that are kind. Don't, don't believe stories that are unkind because you're operating in love, and not in love, but in hate. I remember having a big discussion with someone. They were, they were opposing me at the time, and I said to this individual, who was, you know, he'd been a Christian for years and years and years, and, and I said, "Man, you hate me," and he goes, "No, I don't. I love you." And I went, "No, you don't, because <laughs> love is patient. You're not very patient with me. Love is kind. You're not being kind at the moment. You know, it's not envious, not boastful, isn't proud." Keeps no record of wrongs. You are telling me this list. You have got a record that goes back to 1992. <laughs> and this was like in 2004. It was 12 years old, this list of records. Oh, I said, and so if it's not in love, then what is it? In dislike? No, 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 no. It's only love and hate. And we can't be operating in hate. Don't believe narratives. Only believe narratives, sorry, that are kind to others and to yourself. You know, choose personal responsibility over your life and not listening to stories that are going on about other people and prayerfully edit the story of your life. Prayerfully edit the story that you believe about other people. Don't just accept it because we have an enemy that is roaming around. The Word of God says, be sober-minded, be alert, because you have an enemy that roams around like a roaring lion. Ah. We saw a lion in Africa when we were over there. Now, I've seen lions in Australia, but when you see a lion in, in the natural habitat, they are huge. Oh, I'm so glad we had a car around us. Because this guy, like Paul's car, they, you drove up to, to just back off. And this lion's just sitting there. We've got great pictures of it. And I should have had it, but I'm just going off the cuff here this morning. And when they just drove within like 100 metres, this guy just went, Rah! That was it. I wet myself. I'm in the car. I'm 300 metres away. I was like a cheap fire extinguisher. <laughs> Adrian's message a few weeks ago on so-so, as in so-so, how the father, the parable that Jesus told was about this, this crazy man, sower, just sowing, just throwing seed everywhere, not just in the good soil, but he's just sowing it everywhere, just throwing it wildly. And I'm going, man, that's a great story. I, I've never looked at it like that before. That's how generous our God is. He's always, he gives seed to the sower. He's throwing it out. Doesn't matter what soil it lands on. He's just throwing out his love. He's throwing out his goodness. He's throwing out his mercy. This planet has so much goodness in it. We miss it, but God is just throwing it out. Every morning, beautiful sunrise. Do you see it? No, it's like, oh, too early in the morning. You know, we've got to enjoy it. It's there for us. The stars at night. Oh, you know, I love looking at the stars because it says that they were put there for us. Read Genesis. It actually says they were put there for us to show his glory to us after light came, after the sun and the moon were made. And then he put them out. Oh, man, when you look at them. I'm going off track here, but that is such a wild story. Chelsea's message two weeks ago, when push comes to love, and she talked about out of Colossians 3, 8 to 14, and it says to rid yourselves on all types of attitudes and all types of behavior. Most of those things were to do with our words. 
Get rid of filthy talk. Get rid of, you know, lies. Get rid of, you know, accusations. Get rid of all these type of things. And our mouths are so important. Scripture tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. I'm really big on this at the moment because I've had to challenge myself on what I'm saying. I've had to challenge my own narrative and my own story because I want to model Jesus better. I want to be a follower of Jesus. And that means trying to be like Jesus. And the thing is, we have the Holy Spirit that allows us to be like Jesus. We have all received the Holy Spirit. He's now poured out on all flesh. Poured out on all flesh. The Holy Spirit is there, ready for you to connect with Him. He wants to connect with you. He's the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God, and He wants to connect with you. He's eager to connect with you. Is anyone excited about that? We've got a God that is so generous. Jesus said, I have to go. I want to stay, but I have to go. Because if I don't go, you don't get the comforter. You don't get the, the, um, the advocate. You don't get the friend. The, the message Chelsea had was rid yourself, renew yourself, and wrap yourself. Renew. Romans 12 tells us, you know, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Jesus said, as a man thinks, so he is. Gandhi said, not that Gandhi's anywhere near like Jesus, but he was emulating what Jesus said. He said, that which I think on, I become. Our minds are so powerful. If you read any of Dr. Carolyn Leaf's material, and she's a psychoscientific genius. That's her formal title. Um, she has, she's got a number of books on I Fix My Brain, How to Fix Your Brain, How to Change Your DNA, How to Change Your Health, and it's all to do with what you put into your body, what you think about, and what you say. Those three things can transform your existence. It can actually change your DNA. What you think about, what you speak about, and what you consume, because there is way too much man-made food-like substances and chemicals it's really weird, because I'm going off another tangent here, but this is for someone here today, that the, the word um, pharm pharmacy, pharmacology, is from the Greek word um, pharmakia, which means to actually concoct, um, it's, a, it's a witchcraft term, it's to concoct a potion to put someone under a curse. And I'm looking at this going, yeah, 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 but medication's really important, it's so important that we do need medication. But how many people do you know that are under a curse and they can't get out of it and they have to keep taking the pharmacia? They have to keep taking the medication because otherwise that, things will just fly out. But I want to I tell you today that there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there's power in the promises of God. There is a battle going on. We are in an apocalyptic time and there is darkness all around us, and some people are getting lost in that darkness. I want to put you back onto the light this morning. I want to put you back on track with what the Word of God tells us to do in such times as this, because there are people getting distracted by the most menial and pathetic things and walking away from their faith, just holding on to it enough to go, I still believe in Jesus, but they're not influencing anyone. They're not turning the world upside down, which is what the apostles did, and that's what they modeled for us to do. And we're just barely getting by, barely holding our own. 
Does that sound like Jesus' power? Does that sound like the power of the Holy Spirit that fell on the day of Pentecost? No. Today I want to talk about this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Deuteronomy 30. Do, 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 Deuteronomy. Oh, I had a thing in here that was going to jump to. I'm going old school today. I'm, I've got my Bible with me. Who's got their Bible? Jump over to Deuteronomy. Verse 19. It's going to be on the screen for you lazy people. Don't be lazy. Get your Bible out. Know your Bible. It's really funny because I know where things are in a page. Do you, do you get that when you read your Bible? I don't get that out of my iPhone and iPad. I really, yeah, it's, but I know where it is on the page. I go, oh, I know where that scripture is. I've highlighted it. And <laughs> it's getting to a point where there's not going to be anything but highlighted bits in my Bible. So I'll have to start whiting bits out. <laughs> this day, I call heaven and earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Wow. So life and death coincide with blessing and cursing. What are blessing and cursing done with? Your hands? A little bit, but most of it is with your mouth. With your mouth. Blessing and cursing, life and death. It's, the Word of God just keeps showing itself over and over, and it shows us who we are. This day I call heaven and earth. You can choose it. Death, life, blessings and cursings. The next one, what does it say? Now choose life. We get a choice. We get a choice in what we do with our thinking. We get a choice in what we do with our speaking. We get a choice with what we do with our life. Now choose life. And there's, a, there's actually a reward here. So that you and your children may live. Live. So that you and your children may live. And that you may love the Lord your God. Oh, there's something powerful about that. There's something powerful about that. Because Jesus said, if you love me, because you would say, I love God. Jesus said, if you love me, do what I say. If you love me, obey, obey my teachings. So love, you'll be able to love the Lord your God by choosing life. And you'll be able to listen to his voice. Who wants to hear the voice of God? Who wants to hear the voice of God and the promises of God? Wake up in the morning and say, Father. And he goes, yes. You might say, but I don't hear the voice of God. You can. Choose life and you'll hear the voice of God. Be focused on that. But do you know what? Oh, I'm going off tangent again. But do you know what? I, let's have a look at Exodus 20. In Exodus 20 is the Ten Commandments. Sorry again, Das. I apologize. The Ten Commandments wrapped up in these ten little statements, profound, huge little statements, are the benefits of the good life. The benefits of how we can get on so well with God and so well with each other. And it identifies our nature so profoundly because it goes against the pattern of this world. It says right here, the first one, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God that brings you out of slavery. I am the Lord your God that breaks the bondages over your life. There's nothing else. There's no relationship you're chasing that's going to break your, your loneliness. Only the Lord your God. There's nothing else that's going to drag you out of slavery except the Lord your God. If you're looking for the right job to get you out of financial slavery, if you're looking for the right relationship to get you out of loneliness slavery, if you're looking for, I don't know, the right K-pop band to get you out of like boring slavery... I'm picking on K-pop a bit, aren't I? 
have no other gods but me. We will worship something. We, we are designed to worship. So we will idolize and worship something. What, what's your first thought when you wake up in the morning? What your finances are? Because what, what you wake up in the morning with in your head is really what your preeminent thought is, what the God is in your life. I'm so glad at the moment. I wake up with songs in my heart. I wake up with singing songs of, of praise to God. And I'm like, wow, what's going on there? And it's not me. It's the spirit in me that's doing that. It's the spirit in me that I've allowed access to my mind by the, being transformed by the renewing of my mind that that spirit's just keeping me happy, filling me with joy. Because otherwise, I would wake up worrying about everything. Did I do all the jobs that Kylie wanted me to do? Have I done all these things? Have I paid all the bills? What, what do you wake up thinking about? And this is a challenge, guys. Because whatever you're waking up thinking about, oh, I'm so lonely. Oh, I have to go to school today. Everyone hates me at school. Oh, I don't want to go to school today. But you have to go to school today. Oh, I don't want to go. But you're the principal. You know? <laughs> have no other gods before me. Don't make any idols. Don't, don't spend your money on things that aren't going to make you happy, that aren't going to set you free. Don't spend money on things or spend your time on stuff that are just wood, hay and stubble that's going to just pass away. You can't take it with you. The only thing you can take with you is your relationship with Jesus Christ and with the Father. Well, don't misuse the name of the Lord your God. Well, God never did that for me. Well, this is terrible. What a horrible life. I wish I'd never been born. You're saying that God is a bad father. Don't misuse the name of God. Oh, I never get that. I never win anything. I used to say that. I never win anything. And then God just went, whack. And I won some stuff. <laughs> but I had to enter some stuff. And it wasn't lotto. I had to work for it except the KitchenAid products that I won for Kylie. I'm such a good husband. Uh, remember the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath. You might go, oh, this is law. No, 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 no. Remember the Sabbath because God said, I rested, do what I do. But don't just have a day off where you honour yourself. Oh, I need a rest. I need a day off. No, have a day where you focus on God, where you connect with God, where you spend time communing with God. Even if you've got to do some little things around the house, because Jesus said, if something falls into a well, your donkey falls into a well, you're not going to leave him there on the Sabbath. You've got to get him out. So if your donkey's falling into a well, don't just sit back and go, oh, I'm having a rest day. Get it out. Like if you've got to mow the lawns, but put an iPod, like listen to some worship. Oh, <laughs> I was mowing. I, I got this big ride-on mower that makes a lot of noise and it died. You know how it dies. And then I borrowed my next door neighbor's mower that I sold him that's still working after all these years. And I've got, <laughs> I've got my, um, my noise reduction headphones on and I'm I've turned the volume up and I'm just worshiping God, singing as loud as I can. I come inside and Kylie goes, you know everyone could hear you. Now, we're our closest neighbours really are like 200 metres, 300 metres, you know, 400. They're a long way away, except 150 metres, really close. Kylie goes, what were you thinking? I thought, I've, I've done that every other time and no one could hear me, but... 
I was just singing praises to God or I listened to podcasts from someone like River Edge Church. You know, I can listen to, I can listen to myself. But do you know what the world says? Yeah, I listen to myself and I go, oh, Stephen, no, what are you thinking? Remember the Sabbath. Do you know why? Because we think, no, 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 I've got to make it happen. I've got to work because if I don't work, I'm not going to have enough money. If I don't have enough money, I'm not going to have enough superannuation. Oh, no, I've got to pay the bills. I've got to do this. No, no, God says rest, rest. Take a day off from your, from your toil, from, your, from what I've appointed for you to do and rest. And on that day, even thank him for providing more on the day that you're having a rest. Oh, come on. Connecting with God on a day off. Because we say, the pattern of the world says, no, work harder, work smarter. And God says, take a day off. It's totally against the pattern of this world. Honour your father and mother. Oh, if it wasn't for mum and dad, oh, I wish I'd never been born. Oh, my dad never did this for me. Mum never did that for me. All they did was make me wash the car and mow the lawns and use the old mower. And, um, but, but God says, no, 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 no. Understand that I put you on this planet through your parents. If you have bad parents or, or parents that didn't honour God or actually abusive or neglective parents, honour God through your parents. Honour them for that God actually brought them together to create you. And then thank him for your life. Thank him for how he's made you. Honour your parents is honouring God for making you who you are. And then it says, you shall not murder. Okay, anyone murdered anyone this week? <laughs> you listen before you respond. You shall not murder. And we'll go, ah, oh, tick, got that one. Ah, but Jesus says even if you hate your brother, it's the same as committing murder. Oh, I'd be better off if they didn't exist in my world, murder. I'd be better off without a relationship with them, murder. I'd be better off my life. I'd be happier without that person around. That is totally the wrong spirit. That's not the spirit of God. That's the spirit of I want what I want. And then it says don't commit adultery. I'd be happier with that person. Or I'd be happy if I had a piece of that or a piece of him or a piece of whatever. But that's not because it says even if you lust in your heart, it's not just committing it. If you even go looking for that. And I got really challenged on this because like... You, you could be looking at, kissing, hugging, smooching with somebody else's partner. Dating is a, is, a, is a big trap because if we get into this dating, you know that since dating came in, divorce increased? Dating does not prepare you for, for marriage. It prepares you for divorce because when you don't like someone or they treat you bad or they cheat on you or anything like that, you dump them and go and find someone better. Or if they don't, you know, you see someone better and you're like, hey, you're out of here. And you go, it, it's a wrong model. It's not trusting in God and praying for your partner and expecting God to actually bring the right person into your life. Where am I going with it? Don't steal. Oh, I'd be happier if I had that. Oh, I'd be, that's the pattern of this world. Oh, if I don't, somebody's just left their phone on the thing. If I don't take it, someone else will. I might as well take it. Don't give false testimony. Bang, talking about the mouth right here manipulating, and don't cover, don't, don't, see the pattern of this world is, oh, I'm not as lucky as them, they've got this, and I don't have what they have, and, all. and God says, if you start playing that game, you're dishonouring me, don't, don't, you know, cover what God has given somebody else, because you don't have it in your life, Hmm. You know, that's a, that's a powerful thing. Right there in, in just those statements are, 
are a whole list of how we can do life well with God and do life well with one another. But how often do we get it wrong? And we don't choose life. We choose death. We choose, bless, uh, we choose the curses instead of the, the life. And it, and it messes us right up. So we're in a battle at the moment for us being able to hold on to the truth of God. And, hold on, and not only to hold on to it, but to advance your kingdom come, your will be done, not just your kingdom here, please. And your... So let's have a look at a scripture here. 2 Corinthians 10, um, 3 to 5. I love this. This is um, Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And oh, it's so easy with my iPhone. It's easier if you put bookmarks in there. Oh, that's probably what my paint riot invoice was. So here we go. Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with, oh, did you know we have weapons? The weapons we fight with, oh no, I'm just a meek little lamb. No, you are a full metal arsenaled up lamb of God. You've got like not just a, a little stick in your hand and a mouthful of loosen. You've got like an like ordinance with you, the, the weapons of God. And they aren't earthly weapons. They're not weapons that affect flesh and blood. They are, they are weapons. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, the word stronghold actually means a fortified place of refuge or safety. And I'm, I think there's a lot of people here that are in, in strongholds. I think there's a lot of people that, oh, no, 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 I can't go out there. I've got I to shut myself away. I've got to protect myself. I've got to protect my mental health. I've got to protect my body. It's a scary world out there. I've got I've to... And, and we shut ourselves in and we get in a stronghold of safety and security. But that's not what we're called to be. We're called to be bold as lions. We're called to actually bring heaven on earth. We're meant to be... Actually, wherever we go, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. We have diplomatic authority that wherever we go, we carry the kingdom of heaven. Jesus' command was heal the sick. Didn't say just that pray for the sick. He said heal the sick, cast out demons, release people from bondage, and raise the dead. Not just pray for the dead, raise the dead. Do you know how much that challenges me? How many opportunities do we get to do that? No, keep trying. You might think, but this is a bold thing. My auntie's here. We had a cousin that passed away just bang, and um, they could never discover why she died. And her husband actually worked in the forensic um, department with the police, so he was like, he did that type of work. They could never, my auntie went in and prayed for her in the morgue, freaked the people out, like, <laughs> But do you know what? She did it. She went in there. She laid hands on that body and prayed for it. And I, I've been around dead bodies. I've prayed for them. I was with Nanny one day and a bird went into our window like it was broken neck. Like, and I and picked it up and I said, that, that's stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to the cat. And, um, and Nanny said, no, let's pray for it. I'm going... It's dead. And she goes, no. And she starts praying for it, praying in the spirit. And she's rubbing this thing and praying for it. Next thing, it just jumps up. It was dead. I'm not saying it was knocked out. It was like 
there was separation in its neck. Like it was, it was a dumb bird and a dead bird. And, then, and it came to life. I think we need to start proclaiming into some dead things. We need to start speaking into some dead areas of our lives. Start speaking the life of God. Into the area. So the weapons that we fight with, they are they're not earthly weapons, but we've got to know what our weapons are. Because it says here that on the contrary, they demolish strongholds. Now, a stronghold, the weapons that we've got, okay. You might have some weapons, but if you're not if you don't know what your weapons are, you might grab the wrong weapons. Would you like to go into war with a little nerf crossbow? Oh I could take out an oh darn it. Oh, it's a one-shot wonder. That doesn't do much, does it? But, but Callum, he's left at our house, foolishly. This thing here, this is beautiful. This is a piece of art. Duck, I don't know what I'm doing. But this could go really bad. OH&S, OH&S. But, but if you... If you stretch this baby out, there's some, there's some strength in that. I could kill one of you right now with this. I shan't, but I could. This is a really good weapon. But, like, we're also, this is, this is a weapon. You're not allowed to run planes with these. We flew back business class yesterday, and then they give you one on the plane. <laughs> I'm going there. And a fork. I'm going, I could really do some damage with that. You know. But that's not a very, you know, that's, you could butter some bread with that. You could really attack some Vegemite with that. You know, um, I don't know, you could leave us something. But, but if you, Kylie said, with the high praises of God in their mouth and their two-edged sword. See, the word of God, bringing out the sword again. <sighs> The two-edged sword, the word of God, word of God, do you, know your, do you know how to use your weapons? Are your weapons ready to use? Are they, are they right at your fingertips? Because I'm telling you now, I, there's times in my life where fears overcome me and I've had to grab the word of God and start proclaiming over my life and speaking with my mouth. No, 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 hasn't given me a, a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. We do not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. God, you've got me. You are Father over all things. Start proclaiming the word of God. Because if you're going to start fighting into a battle, you don't want to, gee, I look really awkward. You don't really want to be going in with, with this. That's not the word of God. It's a two-edged sword that you can actually lay into something. That's fencing. You know, <laughs> And I think I've broken it. So we'll put that down. But you've got to know how to look after your weapons too. You've got to be able to... See, you can't leave this, this bow like this. It's timber. It would, it would actually decay. You've got to know how to load it and unload it. Because then when you... See, if I just gave you this and said, get your bow ready, what would you do? You'd go, oh, yep. Let's put that on there. Because this looks like how it goes. I've seen somebody else use a bow before. I can't even get it around there. Sorry. I'm and then you grab hold of it and you're like, wait a minute. 
this isn't right. No, you've got to know our weapons are not earthly weapons. You've got to know what your weapons are in God. Because if I didn't know that this is how you did it to get it ready and you bend it around, I'm just trying to impress you here, that I know how to, how to do it to get it ready. Oh, I'm glad that didn't throw back in my face. The weapons that we fight with are not earthly weapons. These are earthly weapons. But the Word of God tells us to put on the full armour of God. The full armour of God so that we can stand. On the day that it's required, we can stand. Because the enemy, if you've got your shield of faith up, his fiery darts bounce off. They don't you know, stick into you. you know, But what does it go on to say? The divine power to demolish strongholds. Verse 5 then says, we demolish. It doesn't say Jesus demolishes. It doesn't say the Holy Spirit demolishes. This is where we partner with the Word of God, the promises of God, the behaviour, the teachings and nature of Jesus. And, and we receive that. Because um, it says in Ephesians 4, don't even give the enemy a foothold. Don't even let him have a foothold because if he gets a foothold in your life, he's just going to hang there, just standing there, whispering lies. That's the only language he knows. Lies. Steal, kill, destroy. He'll be speaking it over your life. Don't give him a foothold because a foothold turns into a stronghold. And a stronghold, you might feel like you're secure there because he's been lying to you and he makes you ineffective. But God says that, or the Word of God says, when Jesus comes, will he find faith? And what that means is faith that actually produces fruit in accordance with repentance. So we demolish arguments. We demolish arguments. This is in our head. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We demolish arguments and we demolish every pretension, every high and lofty thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. What's the knowledge of God? Well, the Word of God reveals the knowledge of God to us. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is a powerful thing. To actually be transformed by the renewing of your mind is not a weak and wishy-washy thing. This is a powerful thing. This is a courageous thing. You've got to stand on this. You've got to take your faith. You've got to get active in this thing because the enemy is just going to try and shoot you down and take you out. We're in a season right now, people. We're in a season right now where people are getting shut down, taken out, apathy's sneaking in. We're not advancing anymore. We're expecting others to do it for us. Turn up to church. Oh, it's not really like how I like it at the moment. Oh, oh, I don't want to go out to a soak session. The last soak session that we had, 30 people turned up. Now, we believe in soak sessions. It's not like we want to put on things to make it happen. And I'm not saying this to, to, to... because if you weren't there, because I can't remember who was there and who wasn't there because I was worshipping God. I had my eyes shut. I just kept singing praises to God the whole night. But the thing is, we believe in this. And Kylie said, well, maybe we shouldn't put the next one on because people are cold. They want to stay at home. They don't want to come out on a, on a Thursday night. I said, "Han, we're not putting this on for the crowds. We're putting it on for the hungry. Jesus never did anything to gather crowds. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. But most of the time, he was retreating from crowds because he wanted to sow into the lives of the hungry disciples that he had there with him and the others that were following. So I'm I'm speaking at the moment to actually try and give you an appetite to be hungry again. And stop looking at the wrong things. Stop picking the wrong battles. 
pick the right battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Ephesians 1. I wrote this down in my notes. I can't remember why I wrote it. Oh, Ephesians 1.19, yes. G, Galatians, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. I think it was Ephesians 1.19. No, that's not the one I was thinking of. But that's a really good scripture. And it's incomparably great power for us who believe. No, it's before that. Verse 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth and the gospel of your salvation, the good news of your wholeness. Having believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Can you stand with feet now with me? I want to pray for you because it would take too long to, to pray for everyone and I've gone a little bit over time. Marked in Him, in Jesus, with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. This is the, the spirit of truth, the spirit of peace, the spirit of reconciliation, the spirit of joy. That's only four things that I named out there. If you don't have joy in your life, what spirit are you listening to? What words are you listening to? If you don't have peace in your life, who are you listening to? What are you partnering with? Because I know some people that they, they pray in the spirit a lot, but they, I don't know what they're listening to because they're not having the joy, they're not having the peace. Mm. But you are marked in Him with a seal. This is a, this is a royal thing here. A seal, like a wax seal that is on your life. It is a, a statement that you are God's and you have the promise of the Holy Spirit. Just reach your hands out this morning. Just excuse me. I'm just going to pray in the Spirit just for a second. Scripture tells us, He who speaks in tongues does not speak to man, but rather to God. Those that speak in unknown language, they edify themselves. The promise of the Holy Spirit isn't just for one generation back there. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for your children and your children's children. It says your children will prophesy. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And it's a generational thing. It hasn't ceased. The grace of God is abounding all the more in these seasons where we, we see sin abounding. Grace of God is on our life. Not just to endure, but to enjoy these times and see God at work. To heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demonic oppression and demonic influences in our homes, in our families. I don't know how many times Kylie and I have had to take authority in the spirit realm and speak to some influences in our life and say, be gone in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you. You are so friendly, you are so kind. And you show us the truth like no one else can. Thank you for being here right now. Thank you for resting on each life, but 
for those that are hungry, Holy Spirit, for those that have been waiting to connect with you in a deeper way, I thank you that you would infiltrate their lives right now that you would alter their existence by helping them to be transformed by the renewing of their mind, that they would have the mind of Christ being filled with the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of God. Come Holy Spirit, move on lives right now. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website riveredgechurch.com.au